0: with my wife. I'm tired with my husband. I'm tired with the children. I'm tired with all the trouble in the world. I'm tired with all the constraints and the difficulties. I'm tired with all the battles and the challenges and the trials and temptations and all that I've been going through. I am tired. I am exhausted. I'm worn out. Some of you are praying for the end right now. It's like, Lord, I wish the rapture can just happen. Let's just go home and forget about all this this nonsense that is going on in our world, we are tired, we are stretched beyond our limit. Praise God. May I say this to you, that Christians are like rubber band. You know rubber bands, right? The more you stretch them, the more they become useful, and the more the potential begins to manifest. Praise God. Christians are like tea, tea bag. You know, when you dip them into hot waters, that's when their true colors begin to manifest. Praise God. And so somehow it's like that. Sometimes when we think as if we're we're, we're, we're already there, we're we're, we're at the breaking point. There's no more strength or energy anymore. I want to assure you there is hope this morning. I said there is hope this morning. Let me draw your attention to an account in the book of 2 Samuel chapter 3. And we summarize and paraphrase the entire account. And then we're going to be looking at verse 22 to 29. Praise God. Take it from verse twenty-two down to twenty-nine. He says, "And behold, the servant of David and Joab came from pursuing a troop and brought in a great spoil with them. But Abner was not with David in Hebron, and he he had and he, for he had sent him away, and he was gone in peace." Verse 30, uh, twenty-three. When Joab and all the host that was with him were come, and they told Joab saying, Abner the son of Ner came to the king and he had sent him away and he is gone in peace. Then Joab came to the king and said, What hast thou done? Behold, that is see. Abner came unto thee. Why is it that thou hast sent him away? And he is quite gone. Thou knowest Abner the son of Ner that he came to deceive thee. And to know they're going out and they're coming in, praise God. And to know all that Thou doest. And when Joab was come hmm, out from David, he sent messengers after Abner, which brought him again from the where of snare of sea of Syria. But David knew it not on the line that word, David knew it not. He didn't know what was actually going on. And Abner, the Bible says, came. Praise God. And Abner was returned from saw uh, Sorry, and when Abner was returned from Ebron, the Bible says Joab took him aside in the gate to speak with him quietly. Praise God. And smote him there under his fifth rib. Praise God. That he died for the blood of Ishael, his brother. And afterwards, when David heard it, He said, I and my kingdom are guiltless before the Lord forever from the blood of Abner, the son of Ner. Let it rest on the head of Joab and all, take note now, take note, and all his father's house. And let there not fail from the house of Joab, one that had an issue, or that is a leper, or that leaneth on the staff, or that falleth on the sword, all that lacketh bread. So Joab and Abishal, his brother, slew Abner because, take note, the reason is in verse 30, because he had slain their brother, Asher, at Gibeon in the battle. And David said unto Joab and to all the people that were with him, rent your clothes and guard you with sackcloth. And mourn before Abner. The king David himself followed the bear. And they buried Abner in Ebra, and the king lifted up his voice and wept. Take note, he wept at the grave of Abner, and all the people wept. And the king lamented over Abner and said, Die Abner, as a fool dieth. Thy hands were not bound, nor thy feet put into fetters. As a man falleth before wicked men, so felleth down. And all the people wept again over him. And when all the people came to cause David to eat meat while it was yet day, David swore, saying, So do God to me, and more also if I taste bread or aught else till the sun be down. And all the people took notice of it, and it pleased them as whatsoever the king did please. All the people, praise God. Now, take note note 37, 38, 39. Something is coming up, very important. For all the people and all Israel understood that that it was not of the king to slay Abner, the son of Ner. You see that there? And the king said unto his servant, Know ye not that there is a prince and a great man that followed this day in Israel? Verse 39. 39 is where we have... Or we get our message from our topic and i am this day weak though anointed king praise god and these men of this and this man the son and, and these men the son of zelria be too hard for me the lord shall reward the doer of evil according to his wickedness very interesting account very important for leaders and leadership. Very important for the family, the nation, and the church. Very important for you and I. Praise God. And so I want us to brace ourselves because of the things that God is about to pass across, some of the, the revelation and the insight that will impact our life, that will cause transformation, that will empower and strengthen us this wonderful morning. Praise God. Now, let me paraphrase the account as I promise. If you look at uh, verse one, take it from verse one, the Bible says, now there was long war, there was long war between the house of Saul and the house of David, but David walked stronger and stronger and the house of uh, uh, Saul walked weaker and weaker, praise God. This was the time wherein Israel was a transition, praise God. Transition, in other words, the power was about to change hands from David, uh, from Saul to David. Now, David knew that, uh, Saul knew that God already anointed David. David was already anointed, but Saul was contending for the leadership. Why? Because he didn't want to let go. Saul was contending why? Because he still wanted to stay in the throne. Saul was contending why? Because he felt jealous about David. Praise God. So he knew very well that David was next in line. He was anointed by God and he was going to take over. So there was a lot of confusion. A lot of this the, 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 uh, dysfunctional activity that was going on. And there was war between the men of Saul and those of David. The Bible says the men of David and the household of David worked stronger and stronger, whereas the household of Saul and the men of Saul, they work weaker and weaker. But at that particular time, Abner at one time went into a battle against David. And at that particular time, Abner was with Saul. Are you getting it? Abner was with Saul fighting against David, but in the midst of this battle, there was a young man there who was the brother, the younger brother of Joab that was with David. So Joab and his two brothers went into battle against Saul and Abner, praise God, on behalf of David. Now, in the midst of that battle, during that battle, the Bible says that Abner eventually killed the brother of Joab. That was when they lost their brother, praise God. But then, during this particular session now, the Bible says, as the battle continues, the division continues, and, and the political political upheaval continues within the, the land of Israel, the Bible says, at this particular time, um, Abner was accused, Abner was accused of the wife of, uh, of one of these uh, men, praise God, hallelujah, of the wife of Nepal praise God, hallelujah. And so, Abner got angry. Praise God. He was accused of trying to trespass a woman. And this was not right. This was not true. But this thing was divinely orchestrated. Praise God. Hallelujah. And as a result, Abner got angry. He was so loyal to Saul. He was so faithful to Saul. He was the man of war. He was in charge. He was strong. And because of that accusation, the false accusation, he decided to move away from the camp of Saul to join David. Are you getting it now? Now he moved over, he joined David. He pledged his allegiance, his loyalty to David. Now he was with David. Praise God. But don't forget when he was with Saul, he already killed the brother of Joab. And Joab is the captain, is the is the commander of the army of David. Praise God. So now he came to David. He pledged his loyalty. Praise God. He vowed his integrity to David. And so he was walking with David. Now they went into battle and at this particular time uh, Joab was not there. And they returned. While they returned, the Bible says uh, uh, Joab came and tried to see David. He spoke to David. He spent time with David and he left. And then while he left, Joab came behind him. And then they told Joab that Abner just came and he was with David and all of that. Praise God. And they had some time and he left. And so right there Joab got angry. He was like, why did this guy show up? And they didn't do nothing to him after he had killed my brother. But one thing about David is that David is faithful. David is honest. David is true. And David is God-fearing. Praise God. David won't revenge David won't do this. Why? Because the man already vowed his loyalty. He pledged his allegiance to David. So David has nothing to do with him but to work with him. But Job still had this bitterness, unforgiveness, this grudge, this anger, this hatred that one day he was going to revenge against Abner. So when they told him that Abner came and he left, Job sent for him. In fact, Job went to the presence of the king David and queried David. He says, why would this man come? And then you let him go. He came to inquire. He's like a spy. All these things that he's showing up and trying to pledge his loyalty. He's just making up things. He's trying to cause trouble to you or for us. Why would you let him go? And then he left the presence of David. Unknowingly To David, you know what he did? He sent for Abner to come. That David wants to see him. Can you imagine that? Betrayal deceitfulness, lying, corruption, hatred, unforgiveness, bitterness, praise God. You know what happened? Abner came. When the man came, Joab called him to the corner. The Bible says they were talking. While they were talking, he removed, he brought out his sword, pierced the guy on the fifth rib. He punched the guy with his sword. Puncture his kidney, his liver, and all the intestine with it. The man died on the spot. So, when David heard about the death of Abner, he was discouraged. He was troubled. He felt disappointed. He was embarrassed and ashamed. But not only that, it hurts him so badly because he never thought that Abner will die this way. Then at the same time, he never thought that up till that time, Joab still had some anger and hatred and unforgiveness in his heart. Now, do you, you get the account? You get where we're going now? Now, in the midst of this, if you were David, what would you do? Now, you will assume you know what? He's the king. Let him kill Joab in revenge. Right? Or, you know what? tit for tat hand him over to the people jungle justice but at this particular time remember there was war already the bible says there was war against the men of saul there was that was the men of saul were against the men of what david so there was a battle now in the midst of this battle remember at this initial stage david just became king over israel you understand and he was a young man Joab had been in battle for many, many years. The people, take note now, the people they love and respect and honor Joab more than David. Because even before David got into leadership, Joab was already there. You see the politics there? So the people, they know more of Joab and they supported Joab more than David because at this time it was God who anointed David. David was new in the leadership. Now what would you do? You see the conflict of interest there. You see the betrayal there. You see, there's so much there. But it takes a man of wisdom and maturity. It takes a man of understanding and carefulness to handle a situation like this. And at this particular time, don't forget, they've been fighting wars. They've been fighting wars all through. Fighting against their enemies, and they're fighting against the men of Saul at the same time. Fighting against their enemies, the enemies of Israel, and they're fighting against the men of Saul. Praise God. So this... David and his men were having civil war and they were also having external battles, external wars to fight. So at this time, David was exhausted. Take note of my words. David was overstretched. David was worn out. David was weak. David was tired. And not only that, this was the initial stage of his leadership. He just got into power. Imagine if you just took over power, and you begin to bully people, and you begin to kill people like what they do in Africa. Right away, you're gonna, you're gonna anger the people, get the people angry, and, and not only that, you're gonna, you're gonna uh, sort of like create enemies for yourself. Are you getting it? Now David was caught up. How to handle this issue? Now let's look at some details. Let's go back to the text and see what happened. Take it again from verse, where, where? verse um, 25. Hallelujah. Look at what Abner, um, and Joab says. Thou knowest Abner, the son of Ner, that he came to deceive thee, and to know thy going out and thy coming in, and to know all that thou doest. Praise God. But is this true? No. This is not true. Praise God. Look at verse 26. And when Joab was come out from David, he sent messengers after Abner, which brought him again from the well of Syria. But look at what the Bible says at the end of verse 26. But David knew it not. David did not know what was going on. Praise God. So when Abner came, Joab took him by the side. And the Bible says in uh, 27, he slew him. And he died. Praise God. The man died. Now, in the midst of this, Look at what David says in verse 28, and 38 and 39, second to last and the last verse. It says and the king said unto his servant, know ye not that there is a prince and a great man? You see how David honor, respect and reverence or acknowledge uh, 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 um, this young man Abner even though he is dead. You see there is a in fact David refused to eat He had what we call half day fasting. And they they came to him and talked to him. They tried to talk him off of his morning. He says, no. God forbid if I could eat bread or even put any meat in my mouth, I will not allow this to happen after the death of this man. Praise God. But I love verse 39. 39 is where we're getting our message from tonight, uh, this morning. I really want us to pay attention to this 39. I'm going to expound it so wide so that your life will be blessed. He says, I am this day weak. Imagine the King David is saying, I am weak. Though anointed king, even though I am anointed as king, I am what? Weak. Praise God. He didn't stop there. He says, and this man, the sons of Julia, be too hard for me. Praise God. The sons of Zoria be too hard for me. Then look at what he concluded by saying, the Lord shall reward the doer of evil according to his what? Wickedness. When I was trying to build up this message and meditating on this, I said, Lord, this has been the problem of many of us and many Christians many men of God, many church leaders, many powerful anointed ones out there. Many of us as believers, this has been our case. And this is where we struggle. Hallelujah. Now let's take it step by step. When we look at this account, we see revenge. We see betrayal. There's what they call friendly fire. When a soldier will mistakenly hit another soldier, or pull the trigger, like what happened recently in Hollywood. You remember the uh, uh, the, the, the actor or the, the director of a film that was killed and all of that. It can be friendly fire. That is friendly fire. You're shooting your own, your own family members, killing your own loved ones. It can happen as a result of mistakes. Sometimes it can be intentional. This one was intentional. It was not an accident. Praise God. It was intentional. Joab de- deliberately killed this man. Why? In a revenge. That was friendly fire. Internal conflict came as a result. Personal battle within. Hallelujah. Now, look at this. As believers, according to the word of God, you and I are supposed to have what we call daily victory as our lifestyle. May I say this again? As believers, victory is supposed to be our daily lifestyle. But, take note, take note, but truly, it is not our daily experience. Am I right? Victory ought to be, or supposed to be, our daily lifestyle, but the honest truth is that victory is not our daily experience. Hallelujah. Praise God. The Bible talks about time. The Bible says there is a time for every person. the sun, according to Ecclesiastes. A time to rejoice, a time to mourn, a time to sow, a time to reap, a time to give, a time to receive. And there is also a time to war, and there is a time to refrain from war. Praise God. There's time to fight, there's time to be at peace and no fight. Praise God. Now, Looking at this account, you discover certain things that David says from verse 29 at 39. He says something. He says, I am this day. I am what? This day week. Praise God. Now take note. Imagine David. He says, even though anointed as king, yet this day, this day. He is weak. You will not be weak every day of your life. Am I right? Yes, except if you are sick or otherwise. But in a natural sense, spiritually you need to be attentive. You ought to be powerful, strong. Hallelujah. Vibrant. Hallelujah. Empowered on a daily basis. But there are times when you experience discouragement. You wake up in the morning for such reason you don't know. You are just discouraged. There are times when even your discouragement is as a result of you having a disappointment, failing an exam, you lost some money, or you lost a job, or you have a conflict with your spouse, or there's a problem at home, or something one way or the other that will cause you to be discouraged, being, being confused, and feel disappointed. Oh, sometimes we we'll sing, joy overflow my heart, I sing a new song uh, to the Lord, I will praise his name, I will honor him, but there are times you don't even want to sing unto the Lord. The Bible says, this day, this day, I am this day weak. There's always that day that will come when you feel down. There's always that day that will come when you feel disappointed, you are confused. There's that day that will come, you don't even want to come to church, you don't want to talk to the pastor, you don't want to pick up his call. There's that day that will come when pastor are you coming to church today He say no don't worry don't worry pastor i'm okay i'm fine i'm busy you're truly not busy you don't just want to mingle with people you don't just want to associate yourself There's that day you want all the music the tv just turn everything up everybody shut up and get out of here i don't want to talk to, i don't want to see nobody you just want to go behind closed doors and lock the room because sometimes you don't even want to hear preaching or singing nothing am i right That was one of the days that David was going through. This day. Somebody wants to cancer you. I don't care about cancer. Somebody wants to pray with you. Whatever. I don't want any prayer right now. I'm not in for nothing. I'm just tired. It can be that day for you. That is this day. Even in the Christian life. Men of God out there, please. This is for you. There are some times when you are exhausted. You are overstretched. You've hit your limit. Take a break, relax and go back to the Lord. Go and hide yourself. Even in our Christian life, it happens on a daily basis with some people. We have what they call a recycle of battle, spiritual warfare. It keeps coming over and over and over again. The same warfare, the same battle and you are wanting, Lord, I'm tired of this. That could be your own day, this day. It was a day of conflict, it was a day of death, bloodshed, it was a day of disappointment and discouragement, it was a day of failure, it was a day of, 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 of confusion. Maybe that could be your case. You have a problem with your husband. Why? Because your problem has a problem. Uh, your, your, your husband has a problem with your son, and your eldest child for that matter. And you say, What is the problem between you and my son? And then the father is also telling you what is the problem between your son and me? What is wrong with him? Why would he respect me as a father? And you are in between, you are cut up as a mother. Or you are the father and there is a problem between the daughter and the mother and you are cut up. Or maybe a pastor and the pastor's wife. The pastor and the assistant pastor. A worker and the church member. A friend and another friend. A family against another family. Neighbor against neighbor. Business partners. You know, no, listen, one way or the other you must experience conflict misunderstanding and and, and things can happen don't you never say things can happen beyond your control say unpredictable things can happen yes it can be a relational conflict it can be a, a business conflict church conflict a family conflict a political conflict it can even be a government issue a national issue, an international issue. Sometimes the problem is not the actual problem. The way you respond to the problem can be the actual problem. The way you deal with the problem, somebody says, Oh, just get out of here. Is that me? You tell me to get out. Who do you and before you know you blaze? Because maybe at that particular time you are the lowest low. But the time when you're up there, somebody say, get out. Just just leave the place. They just shut up and get out. You just turn and smile. <laughs> Bye. Have a good day. Why? Because you know that this day is your good day. But this was a bad day for David. He said, this day. Look at what was happening to him. He says, I am what? Weak. This day, there is a bloodshed. This day, someone just died. This day, somebody that vowed to serve me just died. This day, somebody that pledges allegiance to me got murdered by Joab. This day. You know, let me say this to you.
1: Sometimes,
0: sometimes the devil knows the time and the moment and the day that you are weak the most. And that's the time you will attack. You remember Jesus' days? After he had fasted for 40 days and 49, that's when a god devil show up and say, ah, now I know you feel like eating now. Can you turn stone to what? To bread? That was when the temptation was like everywhere. Why? At the weakest moment of Jesus' physical life. At the most discouraging and frustrating time of Peter, that was when the little girl says, I know you, you, be with him. And, and Peter missed it. He swore. He cursed. He said, I, God, I swear to my mother. I swear to God. This guy, I don't even know who is Jesus. This this one. better go crucify him. Hey, don't, don't. And the other one came back and said, you, 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 you. In fact, the way you are talking, your words betrayed you. You sound like him. <laughs> <laughs> Peter swore. He cursed. He swore. He said, I swear. He was swearing to his mother, swearing to God, and swearing to everything, and then the cock crowed three times. Peter cried. <laughs> he cried. He cried. He cried. He remembered what Jesus told him that he would betray me. Praise God! You know, life is full of surprises. These are the reasons why, over the few years of my ministry, praise God, or my, my, my serving God, listen, I've learned not to boast of anything anymore. I remember several years ago, I stood somewhere, and I said something. It's like Satan was saying, congratulations, welcome into my battlefield. Since I opened my mouth publicly, that's when we were meeting over there and I said that thing. That was when all hell, all battle, break loose against me. May I say this to you? The Bible says, he that thinketh he standeth, take heed lest he lest he fall. Be very careful. This is a message for everyone out there in the body of Christ. Anointed but weak. The Bible says this day, this particular day, he says I am weak. Praise God. You see, one of the major problems that we have in our Christian faith is that we know much about people, we know much about others and things, but we don't spend time to know ourselves. And that is when Satan says, wow, good. Now, since you don't know yourself, I'll come to you. You understand me now? He says, if you don't know yourself, you're not paying attention to yourself, I'm going to come to you. And listen, pastors, men of God out there, people of God, servants of God, women of God, whoever you are, leaders, church workers, or whatever. I know you concern. You are concerned about others. I know you concern about other families. I know you are praying for them. I know you want to. Let, let them have the best in life. Sometimes you spend time praying for others, you never prayed for yourself. Spend time praying for other children, you never pray for your own children. Spend time caring for someone else's wife, you never care for your own wife. Spend time taking care of others' home and family and business, you are giving everything out to make it work for them. You never give anything out for your own self. That is when Satan comes and says, Well, I am coming to you. Praise God. Now look at what happened. David said this day I am weak. Let's begin to pay attention to some details. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 5 that we must examine yourself. You and I must examine ourselves. He says examine yourself whether you be in the faith. Praise God. And he continued by saying know ye not yourself. He used two major words there that I want you to pay attention to. Second Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5. Number one, examine. That is watch yourself. Number two, the question is, know ye not yourself. In other words, you have to check yourself first. Then number two, you have to know yourself. You do get it. Always check yourself. Always know yourself. Again, always what? Check yourself and... Always what? Check yourself and so if you can to this message you will say check yourself and know yourself amen always check your heart check your heart check your mind check your spiritual strength check your stamina check your prayer life check your consecration check your commitment check your integrity check your loyalty check your faith check and check and check and make sure you know where you are know your level know your height Know your strength from your weaknesses. Praise God. David said, This day, I am what? Weak though anointed. I see men of God busting of the anointing. But they will shout behind the pulpit with anointing and go home. Still with the same pain and sickness. You know that? Oh, you don't know that? Oh, it's a secret I'm revealing he will come and say in the name of Jesus the power of God, move 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 but he will go home and him and the wife they are fighting and you don't know that you don't know that he will come and say blind eyes in the name of Jesus open now every blind eyes in that church or in that congregation will be open but the brother at home is also blind How can you manage that? How can you explain that? Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every word that is believing you for the fruit of the womb. Receive, 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 receive in the name. They receive, they give birth. But the wife is still believing God for the fruit of the womb. How can you explain that? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You will pray, Lord, everyone that is broke, I pray right now. Prosper, dead, prosper, dead. miracle, money, financial, open ever. Receive, 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 receive. They will shout, Amen, Amen, Amen. And he will go home, not even a dollar in his pocket. He has debt and bills. You better ask me. <laughs> I'm explaining some things to you. This is real life this morning. No Mm -hmm. gimmicks at all. This is real. Praise God. He said this day, he says, even though I am anointed, but I am weak. Many times we hide behind the anointing and we ended up being disappointed. I'm going to say that again. Many times we hide behind the anointing, and we ended up being disappointed. Is it because that the anointing disappoints us? No, no, no. It's because we fail to examine ourselves, and we fail to know ourselves. Praise God. We fail to understand what we are, who we are, and we fail to understand our heights, our depth, what we are capable of doing and what we can, if i look at the word the bible says even though this day i am weak what does it mean to be weak it means that you are incapacitated to be weak means that you you are you are you are frail to be mean, uh, weak means that you are feeble you are fragile you are delicate inadequate praise god to be to be weak means that you are lacking hallelujah you are liable to break or to give up easily To be be weak means that whenever you are under pressure, you can easily experience damage or failure or destruction. That is what it means to be weak, incapacitated. Hallelujah. There are times when you are anointed, but yet you don't have what it takes. People won't tell you this truth. So sometimes even people misunderstand this truth. Do you think that as a pastor, as a pastor, we don't have problem like you? Oh, if we, our own problem, that is why you should appreciate your pastors. Our problems are worse than yours. Our attacks are higher. Our battles and our own afflictions are much more worse than yours because the devil is saying, that's the target. Praise God. Now, one major thing that I see about this is that David, take note now, was a very honest man of integrity. Praise God. He was very very honest, a man of integrity, very sincere. Now take note, can you imagine for David to say that he was weak even though anointed? In other words, he's saying look at it now, there is a pending problem but I cannot handle it. There is a pending there's a problem here now. There's a national problem. Somebody has died. Someone has died disgracefully. There is murder in the camp. There's homicide but I cannot handle this. How can I deal with this? And he is king at this particular time. Imagine when your own son slapped your husband, his father. Imagine when your own daughter, not even the oldest daughter, the youngest one, pushed mommy and she fell and break her leg. And you have, as the husband, you have to stand Imagine two brothers are fighting and the other one stab the other one and then they have to call the police to come and you as a mother have to go stand with a father and prosecute your own son. Imagine two church members have friendly fire and this one is your leader and this other one is, oh, there is, oh my goodness how can I deal with this? Now you see where we're going now. You see where we're going. God. But look at this now. The, the, the responsibility was solely rested upon David. But look at this man that was supposed to handle the issue. is weak. Now what do you do when there is a problem that comes by you and you know it's your responsibility but you cannot handle it. What do you do? What do you do when you know there is a battle to fight but you know you don't have the strength to fight the battle but you are the one responsible for this fight. But do you know, listen, listen, listen. Now this is strange. This is strange. The Spirit of God just reminded me something. Do you know that when Saul had a battle with Goliath, his brothers were there. David's brothers were there. At that time as a young man, it was not David's battle. Do you remember that account? It wasn't David's battle, but David at that time has the strength to face Goliath. Was he anointed at that particular time? Yes. He was anointed at that time. Praise God. But he could fight that battle on that day. He was able to fight that battle. On that day to kill Goliath. But on this day, look at where the accounting you go back again. Now I am this day. What? Week. This day, this is another day. You may not have sunshine every day. If you have sunshine every day, you have drought at last. You may not have sunshine every day. You will not have rainfall every day. If you have rainfall every day, you might have, what, flood, eventually. So, listen, Christianity is a bed of roses, but at the same time, there are some thorns that are within that will poke you. So don't let any man of God be deceived, Oh, I mean, deceive you, excuse me. Don't let any man of God deceive you. Oh, uh, come to Jesus, it shall be well with you. Yes, it is true. It shall be well with you but you will have to fight there are times you have to go through pain there are times you have to be discouraged there are times you have to be sick there are times you have to go through battles a lot of things will happen it happens to even Jesus as God in the flesh it will happen to you too no one will be exonerated from the causes of life you will have to go through it's the same path that others have trodden that you have to trod praise God am I making sense to you this morning but I love this He was so honest, so sincere to make it known that this day he was weak, even though he was anointed, look at it, even though anointed as king, anointed as pastor, anointed as bishop, anointed as apostle, anointed as pastor's wife, anointed as overseer, anointed as coordinator, anointed as intercessor, anointed as a choir master, anointed as evangelist, anointed as whatever you are, as a child of God, there will come a day when you just, nothing sweets you, nothing feels good to you and you just like it's like the light is turned off that day. Am I making sense to you this morning? Now look at this now. Look at this. David has the courage, he have the boldness, and the integrity to admit that he is weak. And let me tell you where the problem is. Many people are dying slowly, but they never tell you. Men, we have this problem. Men, especially. All the men in the house. It's true. Am I right? Something is wrong with you. The wife doesn't even know. Something is wrong. You're not saying a word. You say, what's going on? What's going on with you? Don't worry, baby. Don't, don't worry. Honey. I'll handle it. Ah, it's okay. Said, no, no, nothing fine. Not until everything goes bad and you cannot handle it anymore. And at that time, most times, it is already late. And then the wife says, Ah, you should have told me. She says, ah, don't
1: know. Late.
0: Most men have died like that. Do you know that? Some men are dying in silence. What's the problem? Oh, I'm, I'm okay. Say, so how are you, brother? You know, we will practice religiosity. How are you doing? Oh, I'm okay by the grace of God. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm fine by the grace. We added the grace of God there. What we're doing? We are covering our problems. We're hiding. Hey, bro, how are you doing today? Oh, to God be the glory. It is wonderful. Oh, I just give God all the praise. I give him all the glory. He's wanting to be exalted. Who asks you about that? Liar. <laughs> We are, we are hiding everything in. Ah! Bro, how are you today? Oh, by the grace of God. By the grace of God, it is well, it is well. It's a lie, it's not It's not well. Tell the truth. Bro, how are you today? Honestly, Pastor, I haven't eaten and I need money. I need help. How are you today? Truly, Pastor, I am sick. I've been preaching, but I'm dying. I need help. How are you today? Oh, me and my wife, we had a fight. Pastor, I slapped him. I mean, I slapped her. And uh, I'm sorry. Can you, can you please intervene? And, you know, but we, we wrapped everything in the hallelujah, the glory of God by his grace. and, his, and we, When we wrap everything, when we show each other, they say, ah, this brother is okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to tell you two things about myself. One has to do with my mom, and the other one has to do with my overseer. And this is funny. Okay. My mom, no matter how well dressed I am, that woman, God bless Juliet Mavigon, that late mother of mine, no matter how well dressed, how glorious, how wonderful I am, even if I shout behind the pulpit, if something is wrong, it's for me to just stand in front of her. She will say, Adovos, something wrong. You know they tell me. In my language, in other words, something is wrong that you're not telling me. Something wrong when you do not they tell me. You get for talk. And you go, he, my mom will, will not, she won't even push me left to right. She go straight. It's like she matched me well and hit me. Bam! <laughs> I will turn to the left. I will turn to the right. But the only thing I'll do is to speak. One day, the second one, I was that was many years ago. I don't even know if my overseer will remember this. But uh, uh, me and the, the other pastor that was in his house, I mean, very close, like brothers, you know, Pastor Edisa. So every day I would go to the house, well-dressed, Pastor, everything good, fine, and, uh, you know. And that particular day, I went there, I was hungry. <laughs> I was really, really hungry. After fasting and all of this, I was worn out. And I didn't have, I walked my way to his house. I didn't have money to pay my way back for transportation. I didn't even have food to eat. And we were talking to me and this other brother, but because we closed, I could talk to him, I could ask him. And then I think the, the pa eventually heard and He says, he said, oh, you adult, every time, when you appear, you shine and look good and everything, but he said, you go, they die so you know they talk. <laughs> you know what that means, right? In other words, I'll be dying and still don't say a word. Praise God. Because in my culture, in my tribe, you have to keep what is secret, secret, be personal. So you will be dying and not saying a word until you eventually die. <laughs> you say, Adolf, I know you. you, you something could they go wrong with you, so you could die, so you know they talk. When you don't dress, you don't make it. It's like all is well. But true, 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 all is not well. David was honest to say this day he says I am weak even though anointed you can still be anointed and weak don't talk that nonsense to say oh I'm anointed I'm I'm decent you are in the flesh Peter, James, and John were they not anointed with Jesus when they were up at the mount and yet they were drunk in sleep and they woke up and Peter was talking and he said, hey father, build one mansion for us here, and another, Jesus said, shut up, don't cause noise you're still drunk, you're sleeping and uh, Jesus says, uh, let's go down they make sure you keep quiet, don't say a word what you have seen. the man was drunk, he was tired, there are some times when you are overstretched admit that you are weak if you are sick admit that you are sick oh they say, oh, we walk by faith Oh, the Bible says life and death are in the power of your tongue, and don't say it until you die. There are certain things that you have to say because God has already designed someone to help you. If you don't, you see, I have suffered a lot too. This this is my message. If you think it's your message, okay, fine, hold it. But for me, I know it's my message too. I am not only preaching to you, the Holy Ghost is preaching to me too. Because I am one pastor that even if something is going wrong, I'll still be smiling. I will still be nice. I will still be dying. And you pick the phone, you will call me. I will still come there. I will still be stretched and exhausted and tired. And I will still go to attend to your problem. And I will still be having breakdown, that you don't even know. Pastors are like that exhausted, overstretched. You are weak, but you never admit. You are sick, you never admit. You don't understand, you never admit you don't understand. Praise God. You cannot do it. You don't explain and say that, oh, I cannot do it. You need help. And you don't say you need help. You are not okay. You behave as if you are okay. You are struggling. Praise God. But you behave as if all is well. You are failing. And you are falling, and nobody knows you are hiding under anointing. Praise God! Something is wrong somewhere, and maybe sometimes most of us we allow the pride and the arrogance of spirituality to overwhelm us. When sometimes we do something that is wrong we don't say I'm sorry we don't apologize this goes more especially for pastors, leaders bishop, papa, father, this or that or mama, you wrong someone maybe your junior worker, your pastor your leader, your wife So men never say sorry to their wife they never apologize never yeah, I'm a man men don't cry, men don't apologize stupid men don't cry stupid men don't apologize because even Jesus wept. <laughs> when he get to the tomb of Lazarus, he wept. He had compassion. Learn to admit that you are wrong, that you are sorry. Learn to admit that something is not working. Learn to admit that you are not there. And you see what is happening in our Christian faith today. You see, if I tell you how many years I've been in the ministry, you'll be shocked. If I tell you how many years I've been born again, you won't believe. I may appear young, as most of you know, but for, for the benefit of those of you who are watching, I may appear young, but I'm, I'm like up there. Praise God. Amen. Why am I saying this? I've seen the trend of many young pastors. Many young, they, they thought that they're anointed, they're, they're wonderful, they're okay. And they always behave as if they have it. Want to talk like Papa. Want to sound like Papa. To the ties like Papa. Pray like Papa. Everything like Papa. But listen, even you are doing it like Papa, you are not Papa. Everybody knows you are a counterfeit. Be yourself. In the name of Jesus, the power of God move. Nothing is moving. Be honest, nothing is moving. Nothing is moving. Why? You want to do it like Papa. But you are not at the stage of Papa. Let Papa do the Papa thing, and you still bubble do the bubble things. Come down, be humble. Be humble. Don't be arrogant. Stop clamoring for stage and platform. Be humble. I have no knowledge in this. I'm not spiritually equipped for this. How about the physical? Let's deal with some issues. Pretty women, beautiful women, good-looking women, well-shaped, well-dressed, nice, good. Speak well academically, but you cannot boil a rice, a pot of rice you cannot boil, but you want to get married. You don't know how to talk to your fellow women, but you want to go marry, to talk to a man. You are not there yet, Or you're a young man. You want to have a wife. You want to go out there and get married, but you cannot handle conflict between you and another brother. Much more women, women that talk a lot. eh? Women, when they talk, they want you to look at them. They want you to see. Hey, listen to me. I'm talking. (laughs) You cannot handle misunderstanding between yourself and the brother. And then you want to marry a sister. You better go learn how to communicate to women. The man was honest and sincere to confess that even though he was anointed, but he was weak. You can still carry fire. You know, if you read God's general... And you read some of the history of the men of God, and you look at the end of their ministry, it's like what happened to Elijah in the book of Kings. This miracle worker, this mysterious, powerful, anointed man of God, the Bible says he died in his own disease. I was shocked. Praise God. That is what, one thing that you, that, that when, when you read those things, you know, it, you'll be humble and say, wow. The name of the Lord. So David says, even though I am anointed as king, I am weak. Praise God. Now let's look at a few things. I'm going to give you up to like uh, about six or seven and then we're going to pray. I'll be very fast. Seven point, major point and then I'll be very fast and then we're going to pray. Now, the Bible says he said that he was weak. The very first thing that you discover is that David was very wise, even though weak, but wise. You know why I said he was wise? If he was not a wise man, out of anger, he would have taken a sword or something and cut the head of Joab right away in revenge. But you know what? He was wise enough to understand times and seasons, and he understood the atmosphere that he found himself in. He realized that at that particular time, he was still a young man. He realized at that particular time that the people favored Joab a lot. And most of them have been working over the years with Joab. He realized that he was just new on the throne. And so at this particular time, he has no right to show up and begin to control or even to have killed Joab, praise God. So what he did was to have control, self-control. The man was wise to control himself. The man was wise to be disciplined. He was wise to, to, to make decisions that will glorify God and not decisions that will destroy everything. He was careful. Praise God. So the Bible says at this particular time he said, he was look at how kabara they The man was not looking at the problem out there now. Take note of this now. He was looking at the problem within himself. Do you see that? Someone died. What's the decision to take. Instead of talking about the problem out there The man was talking about himself because he understands that he is the decision maker. He's the king. That is why he says, even though anointed as king, you understand? But as a king, if he makes the wrong decision, that would have been the end of the kingdom. He would not have only destroyed or affected the kingdom. He would have also destroyed and affected that which God has called him to do. Now, remember the Bible says, a kingdom that is divided against itself cannot what? cannot stand. So if he is fighting against the men of Saul and now there's fight and there's war, the war has come in his house, in his camp, he must be wise enough to manage himself and manage the situation. Or else, if he had killed Joab, the people would have rose up against him. And when the people rise up against him at this particular time, there would have been no help. Because who was his help? Joab. Are you getting it? So it was very complex. How can I kill Joab And all these people know is the head of the battlefield. And he's the one they've been working with before I got there. Now if I kill him now, what's going to happen? It takes wisdom. That's number one. Praise God. It takes wisdom. In Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 18. Look at what it says. Ecclesiastes 9 verse 18. Hallelujah. Can we go there quickly? Ecclesiastes chapter 9. Thank you, Lord. I hope I'm blessing you this morning. Are we learning? Hallelujah. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 18. Thank you, Jesus. Are we ready for this? What does it say? It says, wisdom is better than weapons of war. Do you see that there? It's best to be wise. Listen, you can play with a gun that will kill you if you are not smart, if you don't know how to operate it, if you are not wise. Hallelujah. Have you ever seen little kids, they are playing around and they pick up knives or sharp objects. But you as an adult, if you're there, you're going to scream and rush and try to do what? To take it away from that child. Because the next thing the child is going to do is to either put that thing in his mouth or play with that thing that it will hurt that child or damage. It says, wisdom is better than weapons of war. But one sinner destroys much good. Many of us will pay attention to war. We pay attention to the weapons of war. But we don't pay attention to the wisdom of God in our lives. And pay attention now, look up and look at me, all you Africans, I'm not African. <laughs> Don't forget. <laughs> anyway, I'm just kidding. I'm not African. Anyway, listen, pay attention, I'm just joking anyway. Do you know this? You see, up till today we are fighting gorilla warfare in Africa. You know that? We still go to the bush and do this, whereas the Americans, the Chinese, the Japanese, they just go in the air. You know, shh, quietly. They have the drone, they have this and that. Before you know boom! That's the end of the battle. <laughs> They've already accomplished what they're doing. But for us, we have to, hey, 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 still we're doing that. Go look for the man. No, they sit behind the computer. You are down there in Africa, they'll still be here in America, they'll see you. They'll navigate everything and they'll release whatever they want, they'll get you. Wisdom is better than weapons of war. Many times we don't go for wisdom; we go for warfare, and that is where we are missing it. Pray.
1: He said.
0: yeah. said. He said. He said. He said. He said. yeah, you don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. said. He 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 said. And Satan will smile. Ah, I know he's one of those brother that will yeah 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 yeah. But the coconut is empty. <laughs> are you getting it now? You have to be wise. Something sad happened in my country two days ago, and my heart goes for all of you out there in Sierra Leone that are mourning. I sympathize with you, and I feel so bad. And we'll be we're praying. We're gonna be praying for you guys this morning. And we love you. We feel so bad. But that thing should have been avoided. That thing should not have happened. That thing, that that guy go in and blow off that thing, the driver was telling them, move, get away from here. Run away, this thing is going to explode. People were going there to steal the fuel. And the thing exploded. People died like beef. They were born to skeleton. People were roasted. If you see, it's fearful. If you see those things online, I could not watch it. I was broken down. I was battered this weekend. Wisdom. Many of us are like that. Every time you want to walk war, every time you want to make warfare, every time it's battle or spiritual warfare. Sometimes it's not spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare cannot bring food on your table. If you have to go look for a job, go look for one and stop buying it praise God. It takes wisdom. What? you will spend three, four hours. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you are wise enough, you will take three, four minutes. Let them go take three, four hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You will take three, four minutes and you accomplish the task and they will come out yeah, yeah, yeah. As I said, nothing on the head and that is the problem of Africans. We talk a lot. We pray a lot. Our names are called Joyce. Our names are called glory. We are called what? Anointed. We are called blessings. We are called victory. But where is the victory? Where is the blessing? Where is the joy? Where is the anointing? We don't have it. What's your name? Ah, my name is Sister Miracle. Oh, Sister Miracle. Miracle living without a miracle. Never experienced miracle. What's your name? My name is Brother Blessing. Ah, Brother Blessing. What's your name? My name is Sister Success. (laughs) You see poverty. Sister Success live in abject poverty david was wise he says no 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 the bible says wisdom is better than weapon of war he says this is not the time to fight praise god this is not the time to make war he was wise enough to understand the time he understood the season he knows the atmosphere praise god hallelujah so he restrained himself from acting out of anger or acting out of bitterness because that would have been a recycle of evil. There are certain things that ought to be done at a certain time. He chose not to fight bad. He chose not to respond. He was very careful even though he was the king. Sometimes we fight, fight with our helpers. Those that will help us will fight them a brother come to you and says sis how are you doing you powers of darkness you of the, ah, ah, ah. the brother says sister how are you doing you're speaking in tongues oh you look like the devil has assigned you everybody becomes a what a suspect leave this thing aside be wise be what be what be wise you fight against your helpers you fight against others you know listen you see, parenting is not funny, eh? Parenting is not funny. You may have kids in the house; they are all your children, and one will offend the other. Do you? Would you say because okay, this one mistakenly offend the other? You know what? You're no more like my child, and I will kill you right there. No. Sometimes you, as the parent, you have to bear the pain and try to resolve. It's gonna be a painful at times to resolve conflict. At this time his leadership was very tender job was in control and job was a very rugged man very bloody hallelujah he cannot punish job without any upheaval he cannot punish job without tribal conflict he cannot punish job without a rebellion so he was like wow i have to be very careful because the kingdom is very fragile. Now look at what I discovered in these verses, is that number one, he knew the strength of his enemies. He knew Joab very well. He knew who Joab is. He knew exactly what Joab is capable of doing. He also, he knows about the, the favor of Joab in the lives of these people. So he knows his enemies and he knows himself. You remember we're talking about knowing ourselves, right? We must also know our enemies. You must make sure you know them very well. Listen and listen and listen to this, beloved. Very important. It is not every time you have to fight, even with the kingdom of darkness. You may be shocked to know that you cannot bind the devil. Do you know that? But do you know the Bible says whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven? Do you know that? Whatever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. But do you know that no believer has the right to bind Satan? You cannot cast Satan out. Do you know that? Do you know what the Bible also teaches us? The Bible teaches us that we can resist the devil. That's all you can do to the devil. You can resist him. Oh, Satan, in the name of Jesus, I burn you with fire. You are roasted. Oh, you are roasted. <laughs> Before you were born, eh, I was in heaven, walking with God in the midst of fire. This is the angel of fire we're talking about now. And you're telling him you burn him with fire. I roast you. Ignoramos. Ignorance. Oh, devil. By the power of the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost is even saying, that's not your place. That's not your responsibility. Devil, I kill you today. I kill you today. I kill I. They've been killing the devil since he's, uh, he's not dying. You know why? The devil is unkillable. Put it that way. It's a bad English, but he's unkillable. What God gave us as a right to do to the devil, number one, is to resist the devil, destroy the works of the devil, but to do anything to him, you cannot. Because you know why? Already God has decreed judgment upon him. So your own judgment is not bigger than the judgment of God. Are you getting it? Oh, this is deep for you, I understand. I know. (laughs) I know, I know. Already God has decreed judgment that Satan will end up in hell. Already God has decreed judgment if you read the book of Revelation, you see specifically what's going to happen to the devil at the end.
1: These
0: are the reasons why sometimes, listen now, there are some demons, they have ranks, they have levels. There are some of these demons. You cannot speak to them. You know that? Hey, we're getting into deliverance now. Let me check my time. <laughs> there are some of these demons you come Remember, was it Daniel that was praying? Since the very first day he prayed, God released the prayer, the answer. In the book of Daniel, you remember? God who released the, the answer? God. But there is a prince of passion that holds the answer coming from God. Did you get what I'm saying? I'm making it clean, plain, and literal. God answer. God released the answer. God released the miracle of Daniel. But the prince of Persia that was over that particular territory hold it and said, no, you're not, you're not going to get it. 21 days praying and fasting. And then God says, oh, Michael, go down and check. What is going on? In fact, before Michael came, it was another angel that showed up. Praise God. And then when Michael came, because Michael is of a higher rank than the prince of Persia, he has to take what was held captive and release it. Now look at the book of Jude. Do you know what happened when Moses died also? Anyways, let me go there. When (laughs) when Moses died, (laughs) when Moses died, okay, the Bible says Satan contended for the body of Moses. You know why? Because Moses had had covenants with the kingdom of darkness while he was in Egypt as a child, innocently. He was dedicated because, you remember, he grew up in the house of Pharaoh wherein they worship idols and all these snake demons, water demons, and all of that. Unknowingly to Moses, not until when he became matured, he knew his right, and that was when he, the Bible says he knew he was a proper child, he left Egypt. And he decided to let go of the world and the inheritance in Egypt just to live for God and for his people. But when he died, Satan showed up and said, I have right here. Can you imagine that? And then Michael came. Angel Michael came. So, listen, when Angel Michael came, he cannot fight with the devil. Because Satan is powerful. Satan is higher. His rank was more than Michael's rank. So when he came, you know what Michael said? He didn't say, I resist you. I bind you. Oh, I challenge you. No, 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 no. He says, the Lord rebuked thee Satan. You know what he did? He adjured the the power, the authority of God. Not his own authority now. Not his own power because he knew that his own authority, his own rank, his own level was below Satan. So he said, the Lord rebuked thee. That was how the battle came to an end. May I say this to you? All these things you ought to know as a child of God. So you don't pray, and the Bible talks about praying amiss. Well, I'm going for warfare. Warfare without knowledge will lead to casualty. So David says, I cannot, even though I may want to, why? Because I am weak. Praise God. So he knew the strength of his enemies. Take note. now. He also knows, he knows the heart of the people, that the heart of the people were with Joab and the others. He also, listen to this now, he had what I refer to as relational wisdom. He knows how to interact. He was a good player. Relational wisdom. He's very observant, very, very smart. He, re, he relates with people, so he knows what and what to do and what not to do. Hallelujah. He knows how to manage conflict. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He knows how to manage conflict. The man was not in a haste to make decision because he tries to keep the kingdom peaceful, to keep the kingdom safe, and to make sure that this has happened doesn't spread abroad and cause more conflicts. Remember I told you that a kingdom that is divided against itself cannot stand. So number one, you and I must ask God for wisdom. When you are down, when you feel defeated, when you are tired, when you are exhausted, when you know you failed, or when you know you are weak even though anointed, go back to God and ask for wisdom, number one. Number two, We must learn to grow our lives, our spiritual lives, physical life. We must learn to grow and be matured. This is very, very important. Many Christians are still spiritual kindergarten, and whatever God wants to do is bigger than the height or the level that they found themselves, and God is saying, you are wasting my time. You are delaying me. Many refuse to grow. Many refuse to increase. Many refuse to yield their life. Many refuse to surrender. And as such, whatever God wants to do is up there. Where they find themselves is down there. Praise God. They cannot handle conflict. They cannot handle warfare. They cannot handle battle. They cannot handle temptation. They cannot handle the world. They cannot handle sin. And God says, no, you have to step up until you get to this level. You cannot take a two-year-old child and make that two-year-old child a prime minister over Canada. Why? It's immature. Many of us were asking God for big things, but we live a small life. You understand it now? Many of us want to want to speak life, we want to move the power of God, but spiritually we're still worldly, we're still carnal, we're still living in ungodliness and in sinful practices, and we want God to do mighty things listen, David, even though he was young at this particular stage in his life, physically was young, but yet he was very matured and he knows what was right from wrong and he knows what he ought to do praise God he had wealth of experience he's been in the battlefield before even he became a leader, hallelujah he fought with animals, he fought with demons, he fought with giants so he knows what to do praise the name of the Lord let me me, me, me give this clear illustration. Now, there's no way you can grow until you are a planting of the Lord. Are you getting it? Praise God. Because, listen, when we're talking about growth, whatever it is that ought to grow, supposed to be planted. You understand? Hallelujah. You must be planted before you can grow. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen? And, not only that, when you are planted, then that's how you grow. But then when you grow, that's how you become matured. So if we're talking about maturity, the first thing we must consider is what? Growth. And if we're talking about growth, the first thing we must consider is planting. Are you getting it? Maturity, but you cannot be matured if you are not what? Growing. And you cannot grow if you are not planted. you getting it now. That is what the Bible says in the book of Isaiah 61, verse 3, that we are the planting of the Lord. According to Isaiah 61, verse 3, we are the planting of the Lord. The Bible says in the book of Psalm 92, verse 13, that those that are planted in the court of the Lord, the Bible says they shall flourish in the house of the Lord. Praise God. The Bible says we will grow, hallelujah, we will excel, and even at our old age, we will still bring forth fruit in due season. Praise the name of the Lord. Look at what Jeremiah says. Jeremiah 33, Jeremiah 15. Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 15. Jeremiah 33, 15, praise God. Jeremiah 33, hallelujah. Are we there? Verse number 15, I'll read. It says, in those days and at that time, look at this. What is God, What God is gonna do? He says, I will cause the branch of righteousness, take note, to grow. You see that? God is gonna cause the branch of righteousness go so up unto David. Why? 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 There's a purpose. He says, and he shall what? Execute judgment and righteousness in the land. You cannot execute judgment and righteousness in the land without growth, without wisdom, without being matured, without being developed, without being at the level. Look at what 2 Samuel chapter 7, 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 9 to verse 10, 2 Samuel chapter 7, I hope I'm blessing you. Second Samuel chapter seven, are we there? Verse number nine to verse number 10. Verse nine to verse 10. It says, and I was with thee, with us wherever thou wentest, hallelujah, and i have cut off all thy enemies out of thy sight. This is what God had h- done for the people of God. His presence was there, amen, hallelujah. And I've made thee a great name. God says he hath made them a great name. Like unto the name of the great man, that are in the earth. Verse 10 says what? He says, moreover, I will appoint a place. Do you see that there? A place for my people Israel and will plant them. Do you see God saying that? He says, I will appoint a place and I will plant them. Do you know why God wants to make you a planted, So that you will not be uprooted. You will not be tossed here and there. So that you will go. And not only that you will go, that you'll be matured. Not only that you'll be matured, you'll be well-able and capable. I'll make them, I'll give them a land and I will plant them that look at it, look at it. It says that they may dwell in a place of their own and move no more neither shall the children of wickedness afflict them anymore as before time. So when you are planting or when you are being planted by the Lord you are safe You are secured, you have opportunity for what? For growth, you have opportunity for fruitfulness, you have opportunity to be matured. And not only that, there is security according to what we read, hallelujah. Not only that, there is protection, the enemy shall not come, the wicked shall not afflict you, and you will not be tossed to and fro. So we need to be matured. We need to ask God to help us to be matured. You see Christians complaining. What are they complaining about? Sometimes it breaks me down. You know why it breaks me down? Because I am expecting that this brother by now is supposed to be able to handle issues like this. These sisters by now are supposed to be able to handle issues like this. You ask them, what's the problem? Why are you complaining? Or or, or why are you discouraged? Or why are you confused? Or, or, or why do you do certain things? He says ah, 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 because nya, nya, and you see, they will give flimsy excuse. Or the, the, the excuse that they will give, you realize, wow, this person is not yet matured. By this time, I expect you to handle this. By this time, I expect you to face this. By this time, I expect you to to, to be able to resist this. By this time, I expect you to make a right decision. So David was smart, he was matured, praise God, and he knew exactly, listen to this now, that if he had attempted to fight against Job at this time, he himself would have afflicted himself and destroyed the plan of God for his life. May I say this to you? Know when to fight. Know when not to fight. Everyone is not your enemy. Turn to your neighbor and say that to him or her. Say, everyone out there is not your enemy. Even some of your enemies, you must learn from them. Hallelujah. Say, stop the fighting. Be wise, number one. Number two, be matured. Number three, learn to wait on the Lord. Learn to wait on the Lord. Isaiah chapter 40, 31 talks about they that wait upon the Lord shall what? Renew their strength. They shall what? Mount up with wings as eagle They shall walk and not be weary. They shall run and not faint. There are some times when I am weak. I'm physically weak. I'm worn out. I will have to come to church and I'll go into office. I'll beg God. God, please help me today. You know, I have no message, <laughs> you know, I have no, I, I don't have this, I don't have, but God just, said. those times when I cry to God like that, deep down, I think I told you this before, that's the time I preach best, I preach the most, I preach more effectively, why? Because I totally surrender to him to strengthen me, to help me, to teach me, to show me. Many of us don't know when we go down. You know, I remember those days when we were in, in school. When they were teaching us, you know, adaptation and all of this stuff in science, you know, and they'll they go get a frog and they put the frog in normal water, the frog will stay there. Right? It won't come out. They'll put the same frog in normal water and also put some fire, some heat underneath, the frog will still stay there. And that water will continue to boil. The frog will be comfortable. It continue to warm up and until the thing begins to boil, that frog won't jump out. That frog will adapt until finally the skin peeled up and it burst and dies. That's how some Christians have missed it in life. Something is wrong. They're like, mm, it's okay. Uh. Something keeps going wrong. And they say, ah, I'll manage, I'll manage. become managers, managers of sin, managers of problem, until you become problematic yourself. Praise God. You keep managing until you cannot manage anymore and you go down. Bam. Listen, and listen, beloved. If you know you cannot handle it, say, I cannot handle it. This is enough. Praise God. I was working with some brothers and sisters these days who were doing some physical tough job, very hard. Some of them said, ah, Pastor, where are you getting the strength from? Some of them said, Pastor, I'm tired. It's okay, if you're tired, let's stop now. You're going home. Let's go. We get back into the camp. We go, why? Because I cannot push them. And I realized, honestly, they were tired. I remember one day we were walking together with one of our brother here, smiling. <laughs> and he was sleeping. <laughs> he was walking and sleeping. It was tough on him. And I'm like, you know, we must go. We must go. I can't put him through this. That shows me that he, he goes beyond his limit. He, he was completely worn out. There are times when I'm worn out. There are times when you are worn out. But you must understand those times and don't push yourself. You know why people have heart attacks and high blood pressure and all these things? Because they want to go beyond... Listen, you are not God. Talk to your neighbor say, you are not God. You are limited. No matter how anointed, you are limited. No matter how anointed, there is a time that you're going to be weak. I want to ask you questions. Have you ever wondered, now let me show you some deep things about Jesus that you might not pay attention to, but it's in your Bible. Have you wondered why Jesus Christ was at the Garden of Gethsemane? while he was begging and praying for the course to pass over? The sweat that came... Out of him was like blood, right? The Bible says he prayed, right? And the prayer was that the cup will pass over. Have you wondered why an angel of the Lord showed up and strengthened him? Did you read that before? Ah, I got you. I got you now. The Bible says he was praying and the sweat came down of him like blood. The Bible says, and an angel of the Lord came and strengthened Jesus. Jesus needed strength at that time. Yes. Can you imagine the Jesus that we're talking about? Why? The physical body needed strength. Another example. The Bible says on the cross, when he was going through Calvary, right? Struggling with that cross. Boom, boom, boom. They whipped him. He fell. Boom, boom. Physically kept falling down and all. There was a man by, was it Simeon that came and helped him with the cross? Does he actually needed help at that particular time? Oh, you see, I got you again. I got you. Listen, you need help to your neighbor this morning look him or her in their eyes and say you know my beloved pastor said i should tell you you need help one more time you need help learn to wait on the lord they that wait upon the lord shall renew their strength go back to the filling station and say lord i need help listen and listen well beloved. there are some times the pastor cannot help you there are some times when the pastor's voice is annoyance to you. You don't even want to hear him. <laughs> You're laughing, right? <laughs> as soon as you see the call, hey, hey, pastor again. And I keep persisting. You know the way I go now. If I call again, he say, hello, pastor. How are you doing, sister? I'm, I'm okay, I'm fine. He said it. On the other side, you're like, it's like, but you're, you're making the voice sound good. And sometimes I have this bad habit. Are you okay? Say, so yes, pastor, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. <laughs> but you know you are not okay. <laughs> you know very well that you are not okay. I pray the Lord will help you in Jesus' name. Go to the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Ask for help when you are confused. When you are down. When 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 your backs are against the wall. Go back to Him. Don't listen now. Let me let me warn you. Don't just depend on anointing. You can still be anointed and weak. That is what we learned. That is what we are dealing with this morning. Anointing is not God. Who Anointing is a level of grace, praise God, for you to be able to deliver. But there are some pressures and things that you will go through. Your anointing will not help you. You need help. Go back to God and wait upon Him. Number three. Number four, be still and know. Be still and know that the Lord is God. Now, it is different from waiting on the Lord. There are people who say the wait on the Lord, but they are not still. To be still means to hand over. To be still means to depend on him. To be still means to surrender. Praise God. To be still means that you are not doing your own will, but you do God's will. To be still means that you are saying, God, I'm going nowhere until you ask me to. I'm doing nothing until you do it. If you don't do it, God, I'm not doing it. Praise God. Moses said, Lord, we won't go until you go with me. God says, ah. He okay, let's go. Remember the sons of the prophet. The Bible said they went out to go cut trees in order to expand their coast. The Bible says they said to the man of God, Elisha, Sir, you must go with us. And that was what helped them. The other one lost his axe head. He was able to say, Alash, master, for it was bold. And Elisha went and helped. Had it not been that the man of God was there, that guy would have been a serious trouble. Why? Because he borrowed what he was using. You need help. Praise God. Learn to be still. Turn off your TV. Turn off your computer. Get away from Facebook, YouTube. These things have corroded our spiritual life. You want to pray? Suddenly, so okay. Let me just watch something. Mm. Oh. Ooh. Okay, okay. Then you move to the next one. To the next one. Before you know, the two hours that you were anticipating to pray for, you spent three hours on Facebook. They are making money over your own views. And you are wasting your time and destroying your relationship with God. Oh, it's YouTube. Okay. Hey. ah, This one. Oh, oh, you sent me a message. Okay. And then before you know, that's how you spend your day. People go to work late because of Facebook. People miss their appointment because of YouTube and Facebook. Spend time online. Yesterday, the day I jacked someone else, uh, someone phone from, from this individual. I was, I was talking on the phone. I'm like, hey, pay attention. I'm talking. <laughs> no, pastor, I'm sorry. I'm like, yeah. Everyday technology, technology, technology. You are going down. You have no, listen, you have no, you, you don't have the potential to lift up your head anymore. Like the psalmist says, I will lift up my eyes onto the earth. Your head is always down. You're supposed to be lifting up your head. Yours is down. So whatever is happening around, you don't pay attention. You can still be in a family, be on the family table. You are eating, having dinner. Others are talking, but you are not there. You are there, but you are not there because already your mind is. You're communicating with someone else. And the wife or the husband says, hey, honey, I'm, yeah, okay, okay. okay." You are there, but you are not there. In Exodus 14.14, 14, the Bible says God says that they should be still and know that he is God. Now let me explain this verse. Exodus 14.14 14. Please bear with me. I will finish soon. Hallelujah. Are we there? You want me to close now? I hope I'm blessing you. Exodus 14.14. 14. Look at what the Bible says. He said, the Lord shall fight for you. Do you see that there? Who will fight? Who will fight? Do you want to fight for yourself? Well, if you want to fight for yourself, go ahead. Don't waste God's time. But if you want him to fight, there's something that you ought to do. The Lord shall fight for you and ye shall what? Hold your... Do you do that? No, not always. If you want God to fight, you have to hold your peace. If you want God to intervene, you have to hold your peace. Stop dictating to God. Stop trying to play God. Stop trying to control him. When you are weak, you are weak. When you are tired, you are tired. You cannot do it. You cannot do it. Let him be. If you don't have the qualification, let him be. You don't have the influence. You don't have what it takes. Let God be. Let him have his way. Look at it again. He says, says, the Lord shall fight for thee and ye shall hold your peace. Who is going to fight? The Lord. The Lord. The Lord. Sometimes we make immature decisions that has sort of like hampered our visions or destroys our, plan, our plans. Why? Because you were not supposed to make such decisions. Praise God. The Bible says, be still and know that I am God. Hallelujah. Depend on God by faith, trust him, surrender, and be humble to him, and let him do whatever he's gonna do. Be still and know that he is God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Look at the fifth point, the fifth point. Encourage yourself. Encourage yourself. When you get to the point in life, and you know you are weak and you don't know what to do. And how to do what you ought to do, even if you know what to do? Learn to encourage yourself. The Bible says something in the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 30, verse 6. You remember what happened to David at that particular time? The Bible says the men of Ziklag, they came, they took everything, they destroyed the place, took their children and their wife, and they took all the animals away, and burned the city down. The Bible says the men, they wept until they could weep no more. Imagine men weeping. Weeping to the extent that they, they, they lost. Their tears, they lost the energy of weeping. They were just in agony now. (laughs) They could not weep anymore. They were like completely worn out. The Bible says David, among them all, it was David. The Bible says in uh, 1 Samuel chapter 30 verse 6, and David encouraged himself in the Lord. And David encouraged himself in the Lord. And David encouraged himself in the Lord. Nobody encourages him. May I say this to you now? Let me shock you. There are some things that you even call your pastor, it won't work. <laughs> True. There are some times you have to make up your mind to let it be. Pastor, pray for me. Pastor will pray and it won't work. Because God is teaching you certain lessons to be responsible. Look at this now. The Bible says, It was David himself that took upon himself, he bore the responsibility to encourage himself in the Lord. If you are in your bedroom, in your room, and you are discouraged, and you call the pastor, the prayer will not encourage you. I'm telling you. What you need to do is to shake up yourself, go take a hot shower, eat well, and say, Damn! <laughs> I'm okay, I'm strong. Let the weak say, I am strong. I am strong. I'm ready. But if the pastor is praying and you are lying down there, amen, 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 pastor, amen, I receive it, amen. And the pastor says, amen. He's done, he's going about his business. But you're still lying on that bed. Is the depression going away? Is the confusion going away? Frustration going away? You are not acting by faith. Encourage yourself. Listen, there are certain things that you have to do for yourself. As old as you are, you don't call someone to come brush your teeth for you in the morning. Come give you a shower. You do it yourself. Do certain things for yourself. Don't wait on me as a pastor. Don't wait on any bishop. Don't wait on any papa. Don't wait on any prophet or prophetess. Go do it yourself. If God wants you to do it, encourage yourself. Encourage yourself. Encourage yourself. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Encourage yourself. The Lord has promised that he will never leave me nor forsake me. The Lord had promised that He will be with me till the end. The Lord had promised that I will call upon Him. He will answer me. He will show me greater marketing that I have known not. The Lord had said to me, If I ask, I will receive seek, and I will find not. It shall be opened unto me. The Lord had said, It shall be well with me. The Lord, the Lord, the Lord. There was a time when David was discouraged. And you know what David did? He didn't look for cancer elsewhere. He spoke to Himself. He says, Oh, my soul, arise. The writer came up with a song, Arise, my soul, arise. In other words, you have to speak to yourself. Speak to yourself. Adolphus, hey, 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 don't be discouraged. Eh? Adolphus, wake up, Adolphus. Be, be, be brave, be bold. Don't go down. Stand up. Fight back. Or or, or 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 encourage yourself. You listen, you speak to your spirit. Just as you have the grace and the liberty to talk to somebody, hey, don't be discouraged, eh? Don't be confused, eh? God will see you through. So you speak back. Oh, Adolphus, don't be discouraged, eh? Eh? Don't be confused, eh? God will encourage you. God will see you through. Oh, you look at the mirror, and say, Adolphus, eh, I know you don't know what I would say, but you know, eh? I'm talking to you now. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his mind. Put upon the, whole, take upon the whole armor of God. And, and, you know, you encourage yourself. You speak the word of life before you know it. Your spirit will be ignited. The Holy Ghost will help you. Sometimes you're looking for the wrong places. I mean looking at the wrong places for the right things. And the answers are not coming. Second to last point. Second to last point. Second to last point. We must practice quietness. Practice quietness. Learn to be silenced at times. In the midst of this situation, David didn't go out there. Say hey, you job, why did you kill this man? And hey, look at what happened. Nah, 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 nah. The whole place will be in confusion. No, no. At the time, there are some, listen now, there are some personal problems that will happen to you. Let that personal problem be personal. Because the more you share it out, the more you get embarrassed and you're putting yourself out there. Praise God. So there are times when you must understand that it is a wave. It is a season of problem. The season of victory is coming. It is a season of difficulty. or the season of, of blessing is coming. It's like now we're feeling cold. The weather is changing Why we're entering into winter. See how we were dressed with jackets and stuff and things like that. The weather is changing. Life is like that. It's a season and a way. Learn to practice quietness at times. Not always, but at times. The Bible says, in quietness and in confidence shall be our strength. And listen to this now. One of the greatest secrets in a battle or in the battlefield is quietness. Listen, if you are in the army and you have fever, you have cold, you are coughing and sneezing, they will not put you in the battlefront. You know why they will not put you in the battle front? Because when they set ambush, you will cough and then the enemy will realize you are there. And you put all this at risk. I'm serious. If you are sleeping, eat it! They won't put you in the battle front. You know why you go in there, it there and then they will spray all of you. Praise God. So, you must learn to practice quietness, silence. Silence is what surprises your enemies. One good thing about the the, the, the kingdom of darkness that you have an advantage of is that take note now. This is very good. Whatever you don't say, they don't know. You remember at one time I taught you this: that whatever Satan used to tempt you is based on what you said. If and Satan had an encounter, the Bible says she, I mean, she was talking, and Satan continued to ask questions. Did God say that you should not eat of all of the tree? Did God say this? Did God say that? She She had a clear conversation with the devil, and the devil continued to ask, and I remember I told you this, that Eve never asked Satan a single question. She didn't ask the devil a single question, but the devil kept on asking and asking until the devil discovered the weaknesses, and the devil realized what God said they should not touch or should not eat, and that was where the temptation came. That which God said they should not touch or eat, that is exactly what he tempted her to eat and to touch. God. Be careful because you are surrounded by enemies. Your silence can confuse the enemies. Hallelujah. Talkativeness exposes you to your enemies. Silence is a true friend that never betrays you. Hallelujah. Silence is a medication for sorrow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To silence another person, you must first of all silence yourself. Begin to manifest that issues or aspect of being silenced in your daily life. Practice it. Silence is the manifestation of self-control. It is the manifestation of self-control. And do you know something? Self-control is also part of the fruit of the spirit. You will not know if I'm angry except if I express it facially or I open my mouth. But if I don't open my mouth and I don't express it facially, And you did something wrong, and I'm still smiling. You will not know that I'm angry. Am I right? But accept that expression is on my face or I say something. Learn to be quiet. Praise God. Hallelujah. Silence, take note now, this is very important. In fact, silence and waiting on God is a sign of strength. It is a sign of strength within, and it's also a sign of having self control, it's a sign of maturity. People that don't talk much, watch them. They are very, very mature. And they are very precise in their decision. But people that talk a lot, talk at it, they always fall victim of themselves and of what the devil is doing. Praise the name of the Lord. But then finally, number seven, depend on the Lord completely. When you depend on the Lord completely, your life will never be the same in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want someone to turn to Psalm, six, uh, Psalm 28 verse 6 and 7. Psalm 28 verse 6 and verse 7, please. If you are there, you read for me. Psalm 28 verse 6 and verse 7. Psalm 28. Are we there? Blessed be the Lord, yes. Mm-hmm. He had heard the voice of your supplication yes the Lord is my strength it is say the Lord will be no the Lord this is David said he is my strength and my shield yes my heart trusted in him yes and I am helped I am helped so therefore my heart greatly rejoice yes and with my song will I praise him. So you see, when you trust in the Lord, when you depend upon the Lord, hallelujah, he will be your strength, and he's your strength in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Let me just read these few verses and then we're gonna pray. Hallelujah. Are you ready to pray? The Bible says in Exodus 23:27, it says, I will send my fear before thee, and I will destroy all the people to whom. Thou shalt come, and I will make, take note, I will make all thy enemies turn their backs against thee. That is total dependence on God. When you depend on God, that is what will happen. When you depend on God, you will receive strength, you will receive direction, you will receive wisdom. In 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 24, he says, And let it be, when thou hearest the sound of a going in the top of the mulberry trees, he says, that then thou shalt betray thyself. Hallelujah. He says, for then shall the Lord go, look at it, shall the Lord go out before thee to smite the host of the Philistines. God is fighting the battle on behalf of his people. So depend on him totally. Second Chronicles 29, I mean 2029. 20, he says, and the fear of God was on all the kings and of their countries, when they had heard that the Lord fought against the enemies of Israel. Finally, I want you to turn to this one. Second Chronicles 32 verse eight, we're gonna pray. Second Chronicles 32, 32 verse number eight, hallelujah. Second Chronicles 32 verse eight, I would for you, hallelujah. Go home with this. This is, this, is, this is the treasure that I want you to hold on to, hallelujah. In the midst of you being weak, even though anointed, you are weak, but look at what the Bible says he says with him that is with the Lord I mean with the enemy with him that is the enemy is an arm of flesh, praise God but with us is the Lord who is with you? who is with you? hallelujah, but with us is the Lord our God to do what? what is, what is God going to do? to help us God is with you to do what? God is with you to do what? I want to hear God is with you to do what? to help us God is your helper, don't be afraid. God is your helper, don't give up. God is your helper, don't run away. God is your helper, don't surrender, praise God. He's with us to help us. He doesn't stop there. He says, and to fight our our battles, praise God. Even though you are weak, depend on the Lord, he will help you, he will fight your battles. He didn't stop there and he says what? And the people rested themselves upon the word of Ezekiah king of Judah. Are you ready to rest upon the word of the lord are you ready to totally surrender to god are you ready in the midst of a fight in the midst of bloodshed in the midst of betrayal in the midst of revenge in the midst of your leadership being in array you are in confusion you don't know what to do anointed but weak Anointed but weak, anointed but weak, you will go back to the Lord for renewal. The Bible says, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. You will wait upon the Lord, you will grow and be matured, you will encourage yourself in the Lord, you will practice quietness, and you will totally depend on the Lord. Because when you depend on the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord, who is our paraclete, who is our helper, the Bible says, He is with us. This Holy Spirit is our comforter and is our guide. Shall we stand to our feet this morning? And say, Lord, give me grace, teach me to wait, open my eyes, show me, Lord, and take glory in my life. Did that way upon the Lord shall renew their strength? They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall roar. They shall walk and not faint. Teach me, Lord. Teach me, Lord, to wait. They that wait, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew, shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run. They shall run and not be wearied. They shall walk and not faint. Teach me, Lord. Teach me, Lord, to wait. They shall run and not be wearied. They shall walk and not faint. Teach me, Lord me Lord to wait. One more time. They should run and not be weary. They should walk and not faint. Teach me Lord. Teach me Lord to wait. Raise up your hand right now. Everywhere in this house, And those of you who are watching, raise up your hands. Ask the Lord for grace. Beg him to grant unto you grace. Strength. If you are weak, tell him that you are weak, like David said. If you are tired, tell him that you are tired. Maybe you are one of those who are saying, Lord, I've been living holy. I've been faithful. Lord, I've been starving over the years. But God, I feel tired. I feel exhausted. I feel weak. Lord, I need your help. He will help you, brother. He will help you, sister. Maybe you are out there as a missionary. The church work seems tough. The vision seems difficult. It's as if you're not going to make it. You're going to make it. Be encouraged in the Lord. He will help you. Maybe you are dealing with issues in your family, in your marriage. Or maybe you are dealing with issues with your health. Maybe you're the, your case has to do with spiritual activities, or it has to do with the responsibility that God has assigned you, asking for grace, asking for strength, or maybe personally the church responsibility delegated to you seems difficult. Coming for Bible studies has become an issue. Prayer session has become an issue. Sunday service has become an issue. Personal quiet time, your consecration. All these things have become an issue. But when you used to love the Lord and you have that zeal, you do it wholeheartedly. Ask the Lord to have mercy. Ask him to strengthen you. Ask him to help you. He will help you. He will guide you. Ask him for grace. The Bible says, Therefore let us run boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain strength in times of need. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Help us. Help your sons. Help your daughters. It's not an easy road. We are traveling to heaven. And many other towns on that way. But Jesus walks beside us. He brought in the journey. He every year no 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 it's not an easy road no no it's not an easy road but Jesus walks beside you he will bring right your journey he will lightning every He below. It's not an easy road. We are traveling to heaven and many other thorns on the way. <laughs> but Jesus walks beside you. He will brighten. Your journeys, He will lighten every heavy load. No, no, it's not an easy road. No, no, it's not an easy road. But Jesus walks beside thee. He brought in your journey, a lightning every heavy I'm speaking to someone that has been sick for a while. You're saying, Pastor, I'm in pain. Pastor, I need help. I've been sick for too long now. Lord, help me. I'm speaking to somebody who has been struggling for a while. Struggling with sin. Struggling with a particular need. Struggling with your health. Struggling in your marriage. Struggling in your spiritual life. Struggling with your job. A family member. say, my daughter, my son, pastor. You're struggling even in your spiritual life. Your prayer life. Your commitment. Your consecration. And the devil says, it doesn't matter anymore. Oh, you're never going to overcome. You're never going to be healed. You're never going to be delivered. You're never going to be helped. You're never going to come out of this. It's a lie. On the pit of hell, there is help this morning. The Lord is going to heal you. He's going to deliver you. He's going he's to bless you. He's going to help you. He's going to set you free. Raise up your hand. And the presence of God is going to touch you. Everywhere, all over this place, and those of you who are watching. By the power of the Holy Ghost, I pray for strength. Divine strength from the Lord. Divine strength from the Holy Ghost. Strengthen your heart this morning. In the name of Jesus. I ask for God's grace. Whoa, I sense the power all over this place right now. I sense the power of God. Yes, it's coming down like flood. Coming down like flood. Yes, an overrunning flood. Yes, the power of God is strengthening you. The power of God is strengthening you. Yes, your sick bodies, your weak bodies. God is revitalizing, He's quickening you. The same Holy Ghost that raised Jesus from the dead. That same power is lifting you up from death, lifting you up from poverty, lifting you up from sin, lifting you up from sickness, lifting you up from disappointment, from failure, from shame, from sorrow, from trouble, from destruction. Yes, the the Lord is lifting you. I see someone be raised up right now. Someone be raised up from your sick bed. Rise up and hear. Rise up and be here. Rise up and be here. I see. I try to melt away kidney failure, melt away liver disease, be healed right now. Blind eyes open. Like a dead against Deaf and dumb spirits, come out. In the name of Jesus, blood disease, be healed. Asthma disappear. Coronavirus melt away. Whatever sickness in your body, come out. 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 Be healed in Jesus' name. Swelling on your back your hip your shoulder in the name of jesus Problem with your chest, heart disease, whatever it is, bacteria, worms in your belly. Confusion in your mind, restlessness. I'm speaking to someone that cannot sleep. You are going through depression. You are going through depression. I rebuke every power, every yoke, every bondage, that is causing you to be depressed and have sleepless night. Come out in the name of Jesus. You suicidal thought. I curse you. Come out in the name of Jesus. Every suicidal thought be destroyed in Jesus' name. You fast spirit of poverty. You foul spirit of secret sin, you foul spirit of sinful bondage, you foul spirit of affliction and disease, you foul spirit of demonic bondage and attack, you serpentite demons, you serpentite goddess, you prince demon, you territorial demons, local powers operating in the life of God's people, and troubling them by the reason of the anointing and the help of the Holy Ghost, we destroy, we destroy your works, we destroy your powers, we destroy your activities, we bind you for our spirit. Come on! be destroyed in the name of Jesus. Right now, I release the grace of God upon your life, I release strength strength to run the race till the very end, strength to be endured. I pray for you, God will grant unto you peace, wisdom, understanding, revelation, insight in your life in Jesus' name. I pray for the joy of the Lord to become your strength, the grace of God to overtake you. The wisdom of God. The direction of God. That you will not make haste. He that believeth shall not make haste. The Bible says in Isaiah. In quietness and in confidence shall be our strength. So shall it be for you in Jesus name. It is well with you. It is well with you decree it is well with you spiritually it is well with you financially it is well with you morally it is well with you personally it is well with you and your family for your sake your family shall be saved they shall be delivered shall be restored shall be healed in jesus name lift up your hands and bless the name of the lord give him all praise give him all adoration hallelujah strength is upon you now Grace is upon you now. His glory, his favor is upon you now. His anointing is upon you now. You shall never be the same. In the mighty name of Jesus, it is well with you. For you and your family, your children, your husband, your wife, your brothers and sisters, your household, you shall not die. You shall not be defeated. You shall not fail. In the midst of your weakness, there is strength, 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 strength upon your life in Jesus' name the bible says if you fail in the days of adversities your strength is weak therefore i decree you are not weak in your strength you are strengthened. you uphold it in the name of jesus please help me to pray for Sierra Leone. help me to pray for my brethren lift up your voices right now pray for Sierra Leone and pray against every blood drinking demon every blood shed in that land and pray for those who are mourning the death of their loved ones Someone said it's over 300 people that were burnt alive that day. Let's pray for them. Pray for them right now. Those who are mourning the loss of their loved ones. Some people are 90% burnt. They are burnt but they are alive. They are struggling to death. Some people have lost part of their body. Some people will be amputated. Some people will never recover their skin beauty anymore. Pray for them. Pray for them. That that petrol fire that burnt those people down Pray for God to, to strengthen them. God to help them. God, God to comfort them. Those who lost children, innocent children, mothers, women, and, and friends, and people who were, they were passengers, they were in another car. Some people were in their homes, not knowing what was going on and the explosion happened. Pray for them. Pray for them. God will comfort their heart. God will strengthen them. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Pray for yourself right now. Pray for yourself. The Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. There are people who ought to have been victim on that day, but God directed or redirected their steps. As you go out of this place, in your day-to-day activity, you will not be a victim of the time of the season. You will not be a victim of what the devil is doing. You will be safe. You will be secured. You will be protected. You will be delivered. You will not fail. You will not die abortively. The devil will not make you a victim. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Put those hands together for the Lord. God richly bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Hallelujah. You may be seated. You may be seated. God bless you. Thank you so much for praying. Hallelujah. I want to use this time to appreciate all of our viewers out there, those who are watching all over the world. God richly bless you.